This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right. As we'd like to do at the end of the podcast, we just want to answer some questions, kind of wrap up the podcast and uh, get ready for a nice little long weekend here. Do you have any plans this weekend, Sal? Yeah, uh, a little Black Friday shopping. We're actually uh, doing some cleaning of a uh, little house cleaning, I guess, some winter cleaning and then getting ready for the Christmas decorations. Max is super excited. He wants to do that. So doing a little bit of that as well. And I'm going to the Sabres game Friday night. Uh, they're wearing the reverse retros. I haven't seen them in person yet. Wait, that's tonight. Yeah, that's tonight. I said Friday. Oh, okay. people, because you know, people listen to this on like yeah. Saturday, maybe because we're recording. So, uh, but yeah, so Friday night, by the time people you hear threw this, me like, off yes, tonight. You, I'm sorry about that. You sneaky broadcasters, man! You, <laughs> yes. you, you even I always have in mind when the when the listeners are listening, not when we're talking, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm doing that, and then you and I will be back. At, I think the Bills do have their normal Wednesday media day on Sunday this week. So everybody knows that's when we'll hear from Sean McDermott and players on Sunday this week. I'm going to skip that practice because that is actually my 30th birthday. So I'm not oh, going to go. Happy I'm, birthday I'm, to you, thank you. I oh. appreciate it. So I'm not going to go. To by the way, I should have said, I, I can't go to my mom's birthdays on Saturday. And I should have said, that. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. So my mom, so we'll be hanging out with her on Saturday. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I hope okay. you have a nice holiday weekend. And you get to, <laughs> I'll you be get a lots, great birthday, man. You get, thank you. You get lots of deals. All right. There's a lot okay. of different questions here. We'll start with a couple of football ones. Uh, this one is from Colton. He asked like four different questions, um, but I do want to point out two of them. One of them is, is Singletary going to get paid this off season by the bills with the stretch he's had? That's part one. And part two, do you think the bills are blitzing more often to help the secondary and the DBs out? And it was something we kind of addressed. So I'll tackle Singletary. You can do the defense. I think they really like Devin Singletary. I think if there's a world where Devin Singletary is willing to take kind of a short term team friendly deal, then he will be back because they really like him. They always give him as much praise as they can. And I think they would like to kind of keep the same trio that they have of Singletary of cook and of Hines. But if Devin Singletary is going to get fetch a lot of offers, I do not see the bills getting in a bidding war or like a term war with any other team with running backs, especially because they spent so many resources on James cook and on Naheem Hines. So I think they like Devin Singletary. They would also like to keep him, but only if it makes sense financially, because I do just not see this regime breaking the bank for a running back. You're hundred percent right in all of that. And I'll even add this. It's going to help the fact that this is a very good free agent running back class. Lots of guys are going to get paid. So Devin Singletary isn't going to be like one of these guys where, oh, they need a running back. He's going to command top dollar. 
<clears throat> what are we looking at? Maybe three, four million a year if they can keep them around there. Maybe something like that would work. I'm not really sure, but I agree with everything you said, and I think it helps that um, you know there's a lot of other really good running backs that are going to get paid on the open market. I do think the blitz, Bills are blitzing a little bit more to help out their secondary. Try to get the home a little bit quicker so they don't have to cover any longer. Um, you know, you're trying to get home with the front four all the time. It's kind of weird because that was the whole mantra, and that was what they did the first half of the year, which is front four, front four, front four, and they were doing a good job of getting pressure. So I don't know. It's just some different looks that they're trying, some different things they're trying. Maybe they're trying to do it now because they want to see what they can have going into uh, the playoffs. But I do think part of the reason they're blitzing more is to maybe protect those corners on the outside from having to um, cover longer. This is a question from John, and I love this question. It's do you think, excuse me, missing the extra point helped the Bills win the game yesterday? And yeah. I and I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Go ahead. We you, were, you describe it. Well, we were basically, we were sitting up in the press box and we've got our row and we're sitting all next to all of the different uh, TV people that are there. And right after he missed it, we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, the likelihood of overtime just increased, but the likelihood that the Bills win in regulation also, well, not that they went in regulation, but it was just like the Lions don't lose in regulation. That, that, yeah, don't lose it. Don't lose in regulation. So right. basically at that point, you know, the Lions are like a, a fourth down situation. Like the perfect example is the one that actually happened. They take the shot deep on third and one, and then they elect to kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. If they need to score a touchdown, they're being way more aggressive and they're probably moving yep. the ball down the field in the way the bills defense was playing. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they would have kept them out of the end zone. So I actually do think in a really weird roundabout way, it helped the bills. I agree with you hundred percent. I think that they tweeted actually about this uh, late last night or early this morning, whatever it was. And I said the same thing. I think missing the extra point is obviously something you never want to see. And by the way, Tyler Bass had a great streak, the longest streak in the NFL, I think of making extra points that is gone now. So you never want to see that and it happened. But by doing it, it actually did exactly what you said. It it brought into play Dan Campbell playing more conservative and not being aggressive to actually try and win the game. They didn't want to take risks other than that one play on third and one. And they left 23 seconds on the clock by doing that and having that incomplete pass and having the Bills uh, get their opportunity. By the way, the same thing happened the other way around, essentially against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings missed their extra point, remember, uh-huh. in the game against the Bills. Um, so... It, it, in a lot, in a way, it basically, you know, did the kind of the same thing where the teams had to play it a little bit differently. And I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I remember thinking the same thing that it almost helped the Vikings that they missed that extra point against the Bills because of the way that the two teams had to play the game going forward. Yeah. Now, there's a couple different questions here about Naheem Hines, so we're just going to kind of merge them into one question and address Naheem okay. Hines. What have you thought about the Bills' usage of him, and do you think that it continues to grow? I think at some point it has to grow a little bit, but here's what I think, Matt, that it's clear now they didn't really trade for him to be a big part of the offense, but to be the punt and kick returner that they can, and he's done a really good job there that they felt they needed more in that area. Now I wouldn't rule out. And I'd like to see, I like the idea of him getting more snaps, but let's take an example of Thursday's game. Where would the snaps have come from? Devin Singletary was averaging five yards a carry. And Isaiah McKenzie in the slot had 96 yards receiving. So I like the idea. I just don't, I think you have to think about like, how does that fit in necessarily? Yeah. I think that the workload should be increased offensively, but it's a very good point from you. I don't think it needs to be insane, but I think he should be getting, I don't know, five touches a game. Like, I don't think that that's 
ridiculous to assume from the bills. And I don't think that that's, you know, a laughable amount for somebody that you went and spent that on, especially because he does provide you with that really boosted production from the special teams role as a punt returner, as a kick returner. I mean, heck the lions wouldn't even kick to him yesterday on kickoffs, which is, you know, honestly, a sign of respect. And it's also kind of a win for the bills because at least you're starting at the 25 every single time, which I think most teams would probably take. So I do think that Hines is eventually going to be more involved. I honestly think it's a little bit of a slow play thing. I think that the bills are trying to save some of the stuff that they're working on with Hines until the games start to matter a little bit more and not show their hand. I kind of always felt like they were doing that last year at times with some of the stuff that they were working on. And I think they're probably trying to do that again, where you show these teams, okay, you know, Hines isn't really a part of the offense. Hines isn't really part of the offense. Well, then maybe you get to the playoffs and all of a sudden Naheem Hines is out there catching screen pass. Well, they can't complete a screen pass for anything, but maybe he's out there like on the field way more than, you know, he had been up to that point. So I think that's something moving forward. All right. You want to end with a couple like more fun ones? Sure. Let's, let's do that. We'll get out of here. All right. So let me find them. All right. Here's one from our good friend, brother, Bill. Uh, If you and Sal were both on the masked singer, which song would you sing? And what would you dress up as? Okay. So I don't really know how the masked singer actually works. I I don't know people in masks and they sing and people have to guess who it is or something. I, I I really, I've never watched an episode. I guess it would be pick your karaoke song and what costume you would want. Cause I've also never watched the masked singer, but that's basically what I'm assuming it is. I mean, I do, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not shy about karaoke. I do Sinatra and things like that. But in, in a situation like that, I think I might go to Vanilla Ice, Ice, Ice Baby for my karaoke song, because that's like a rock. You want to get the crowd rocking in that show, right? I think that's what you, it's all about. So I want to do that. I don't know what I dress up as. Um, that's a really good question. Maybe something from, I don't even know, like, it's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to think about that, to be honest with you. I think I would probably sing, this is pretty cliche for me, but I think I would sing Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus because people love it and it's an easy song to sing. And I know all the words and I think I would dress up as, oof, maybe like a moose or like a teddy bear, like a very like <laughs> fun, like a very fun, welcoming kind of costume. Yeah. They really get the people going. <laughs> Yeah, because you need to have like something. you need to have like your face covered on the masked singer. Yeah, so that's, that's why I'm right. saying like I, you know you couldn't be like a cowboy or something. I probably do like I'm like I love dogs like a dog. I maybe do some sort of dog. <laughs> We're you know? so lame. We're yeah, so lame. We don't, have... <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> All right, no this, idea. this is the last one. This is from Steve. All right, he says now that we have three Chick Fil A locations, what is the next fast food chain that needs to come here? And I really like this question as an ender. Do we have like Jack in the Box? Um, I don't believe so. West Coast thing? I don't believe there is. What is your answer? Because you're into this more than I am. What is your answer? My answer is Shake Shack. I think oh, okay. Shake Shack is great. Uh, I originally thought that I was going to say in and out Burger because like I had more time to look at these. Obviously, I was looking at the mentions. And is there a like, White Castle? Uh, White Castle is kind of gross, though. You like White Castle? Okay. No, yeah. I don't know. I'm just I got one. Culver's, you know where Culver's is? Yeah, I, I do know Culver's. Yeah, Culver's is down south. My parents really like it. I like it a lot. It's pretty good. I would say Culver's, and I don't think there's anything like that around here. My three answers that I immediately went to were In and Out, were Shake Shack, and Raising Canes. If you know, oh, you know, but I think of those three, my favorite pound for pound is Shake Shack. There's a lot of variety okay. there, there's a bunch of great food. So, sh- every time we go to a place that has Shake Shack, 
I like I don't go all, like all the time. I just think that it's like a really good spot. So, and I think actually they just redid the rest stops on the 90 and I mm-hmm. think I think one of them has a Shake Shack now. I have no oh. idea where it is and I actually think one of them has a Chick-fil-A as well. Um they're still redoing a lot of them by the way. <laughs> you can go buy some rest stops, you can't even go inside a couple of them. I think I'm going to probably see those uh less than a week because we're driving to New England because we've got a bunch oh, okay. of we've got right. a lot of people so like that's kind of right at the cutoff of what I think is like drivable. I'm not a big yep. road. I'm not a road trip guy. I am a get on a plane person. I think when yep. you have a lot of, when you've got a lot of equipment and you've got multiple people coming, it makes a lot more sense to drive, but like six hours is like right around the time. I, I am not somebody who could just get in a car and go. I, I get very bored. <laughs> wait till you have kids and you know, you basically take road trips to go places and see people. And it's a, it becomes because it's more expensive to fly with more yep. people, obviously. Right. Yep. And um, you know, then you're going to have to, you go to those rest stops, you go to those fast food places, you go for dinner. It just changes the game a little bit. We went to, what do you do? I'm the same way as you. Yeah. I, I'd rather, you know, get on the plane, but you, you do, ha- you do those things come way more into consideration. When I was a kid, my parents used to take my grandparents and my sister and I, so there were six of us to Quebec city every year. We went every mm-hmm. single, every fall. And that's like a 10 hour drive. And I'm just sitting there. I think about this every once in a while. And I'm like, how the heck did they deal with that? <laughs> I was like, right. How did they deal with like my grandmother and her bad like knee, like trying to get her yep. in the car and my sister and I complaining in the back. And then I think we once went to like, I don't know, we went to like North Carolina. That's got to be a hike too. And I'm just thinking like, man, oof, God bless them. God bless the patients. All, <laughs> all parents out there. Bless you. All right. Well, listen, we want to thank everybody for listening, downloading, subscribing. Please do so. Always do so. Leave a nice rating for us. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, WGR Sports Radio 550 is where you'll find me, Matt Bove, WKBW TV Channel 7 in Buffalo. And uh, I guess we'll try and do another one before the Patriots game, yeah. which, by the way, will be on your television station. Yeah. Coverage starts at 730. We've got a pregame show. We've got a bunch of fun stuff planned. And then I know it's going to be a lot of th- something a lot of people want to know. If you do not have Amazon, you can watch the game locally yeah. on Channel 7. So that's what that's I mean. your that's, that's your lifeline. There you go. All right. So we'll uh, step on out of here and allow people to enjoy the rest of their Thanksgiving weekend. Please be safe on the roads out there. A lot of travel going on. Enjoy your holiday shopping. Enjoy family. Enjoy friends. And we'll talk to you next time on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo.